a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, it is James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, with you here on WABC. If you'd like to be on the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And there is so much to discuss today. You, I'm going to beg your forgiveness in advance if I run my mouth more than usual. There are some things that I just have to cover today, and I'm going to cover them. And we're going to get started right away with the President of the United States, Joe Biden's prayer breakfast this morning. Uh, this is a story that came from the Washington Post, the way it was reported. Joe Biden, president, as I stand in this citadel of democracy that was attacked one year ago, here we are with this January 6th stuff again, the issue for us is unity. Biden told the crowd of lawmakers, faith leaders, and others who are in Washington, how do we unite us again? Biden continued, unity is elusive, but it's really actually necessary. Unity doesn't mean that we have to agree on everything, but unity is where enough of us, enough of us, believe in a core of basic things. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you the question that Joe Biden asked. How do we become united again? How do we do it? How do we do it? I have a suggestion for the President of the United States. I have a few suggestions for him. One of the first things, if you want unity in America that you can do, is stop demonizing your political opponents. One of the things that you can do is stop equating, Mr. Biden, your political opponents to former elected and appointed Democrats in the Deep South, like Bull Connor and George Wallace. When in fact, Mr. Biden, all your political opponents are looking for is to have elections in this country that cannot be questioned because of fraud. What Republican legislators want to do is ensure that what was the gold standard of America, our elections, once again become the standard for the world, that America's people, both Democrats, Republicans, also independents, and anyone else who places a vote is eligible to vote, that there are no shenanigans going on with ballot harvesting, drop boxes, loose ID requirements that don't allow to verify the identity of the person voting. Those are very basic things to the right to vote, Mr. Biden. Yet you and your vitriolic White House have dared to call American citizens who simply want fair, safe, and sound elections a bunch of racists, a bunch of homophobes. If you want to unite us again, stop talking about how do we do it and do it by stop demonizing your political opponent opponents. You can start by treating members 
of the conservative and alternate media as idiots. You can stop calling reporters morons who ask you legitimate questions that your staff is too afraid for you to answer, Mr. Biden. If you want to show some unity and you want there to be a little bit more unity in the country, why don't you stop demonizing members of the so-called right-wing press? That's another suggestion. Here's another suggestion, Mr. Biden. If you'd like there to be some unity, why don't you get control of our nation's borders so that American citizens can be sure that anyone else coming into the country is qualified to come into the country on the basis of their merit. Why don't you stop allowing the United Nations to help fund illegal entry into the United States of America? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please refer, I beg you, to our podcast on the border with uh, a, an amazing reporter, Todd Benzman, who's been reporting from the border and the role of the U.N. in violating American national security. If you'd like us to unite again, Mr. Biden, why don't you and your education department stop calling American parents who are concerned about the drivel and hateful things coming out of some schools in America? Why don't you stop calling them names and actually pay attention to what they're saying? They want what's best for the country. They want their children to be educated without hate. They don't want racial hatred spread in schools, whether it's by black people, white people, or whether it's supposed to favor black people or white people. They truly want a colorblind society, which is what Dr. King wanted, Mr. Biden. Why don't you start by asking your education department to stop demonizing American parents who want their children to grow up in a non-racist environment in school. Mr. Biden, if you want unity, why don't you and your Department of Justice actually stop with the partisanship? Why is it, Mr. Biden, that your son can get a pass on all of the behaviors that he's exhibited, but the sons of other Americans cannot. They are languishing in jail for far less. Why is that, Mr. Biden? You want unity? How about equal treatment under the law for all Americans, including your son, including the son of Nancy Pelosi? Why is it that your Democrat political class has one set of laws that you guys honor and respect for yourselves? And the rest of Americans have to live under a different set of laws, which you regularly ignore, whether it be the financial transactions in the Ukraine or China, or whether it be something as simple as wearing a mask that you demand American kids wear, that you demand American citizens wear, and every time we look up, one, you, Pelosi, or members of your Democrat party have excuses as to why that mask rule doesn't apply to you. You want unity? How about equal treatment for all Americans, including you and your sorry behind Democrats when it comes to these stupid rules that you impose on everybody else? 
Mr. Biden, we can have a sense of unity in this country. We've never in America had unity. We've had a common understanding of what it means to be an American. We had a common contract with our country where we all understood that if we obeyed the law and if we worked hard, we could achieve the American dream. You've done your best with your economic policies to destroy that in favor of handing out welfare to your selected class. Why not lift your finger off the scales, Mr. Biden, if you want unity? Stop pitting landlords against tenants. Stop pitting black against white. Stop pitting gender against gender with your rules and your regulations and your bureaucrats. Stop pitting the vaccinated against against the unvaccinated if you want unity. You, sir, are the number one reason we don't have more unity in this country. How dare you sit up and pretend you care about unity because it's a prayer breakfast. Mr. Biden, if you care so much about unity, how about unity for the unborn Americans who are in danger right now of being sucked out of a womb? Unity. Stop being a hypocrite, Joe Biden. You are a hypocrite through and through, and America sees through you, which is why there is no confidence in you, and nobody believes a blessed thing that you say anymore. Unity. We America is becoming a little bit more united, united in their opposition to you, united in their opposition to your regime which is raining terror on the lives of American pocketbooks, which is raining terror on our economy. You, Mr. Biden, are the number one problem in America. You are not the solution. And these phony appeals, when you show up with a bunch of religious people, don't cut it. Your actions are what we're looking at, not your words, not your ponderings. If you want unity, start leading in a way that would promote unity and stop trying to pit this country, one citizen against the other, over identity politics. How dare you talk about unity when you, out of the other side of that crackly mouth of yours, you say race is more important than anything else. I'm going to put a black woman over here. Doesn't matter whether she's qualified or not. Doesn't matter whether she's the best or not. It's all about skin color. Why don't you and your Democrats stop talking about the skin color of American citizens and just talk about who is the best qualified to do the best job? You want unity? Stop playing favorites. Lead. Stop being so scared to leave on the basis of righteousness and what is right for people instead of this political correct cancel culture that you and the Democrats have inflicted on this country. How dare you sit up and lecture us about unity after all that you've done to ruin this country in such a short period of time. You, Mr. Biden, are the problem that prevents unity in America. You are not the solution. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, back in a moment. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye, yes. 
63 years ago today, Rich Radabelli tells me it was the day music died. Explain, Rich. Open your mic. Explain exactly to the young'uns out there what you mean. <laughs> today there uh, was a plane crash that killed. Excuse me. That today was the uh, the plane crash that killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. You and know then uh, Don McLean wrote the famous song about that called "The Day the Music Died." But that's what it is today. Thank you, Rich. Love what you do with the music, man. Listen, I've got another story here, folks, <clears throat> and this one, I have to admit, I have a split personality on. Parts of me just wants to ream liberals again for their hypocrisy, but then there's another point where I can't. So first, I'll ream the liberals for their hypocrisy, their unbelievable hypocrisy, and then I'll walk back some of those remarks with a little bit of understanding. Okay. Here's the story. Wealthy California town says it can't build mandated affordable housing. The reason? Mountain lions. Why? Okay, here's the deal. An affluent town in the Bay Area, that would be San Francisco, a city destroyed by Nancy Pelosi and reckless Democrats, where you can't even walk the streets anymore without stepping over homeless people, stepping in poop, or subjecting yourself to possible terror from criminals. It's San Francisco area. An affluent Baytown is blocking the development of new affordable housing because of the supposed endangerment of mountain lions in the area. Lawmakers in California, these would be Democrats, other Democrats, describe this move as absurd, shameless. The town is Woodside, California. Now, earlier this year, Senate Bill Number 9, the state's new split-lot law, allows homeowners to divide their single-lot property and build up to four residential units on that property. So, in other words, there could be an explosion of multifamily housing in this very wealthy area. And people in the very wealthy area aren't having it. Okay, they, some of these people have paid up to $27 million for a house, $38 million for, Larry Ellison lives there, the chief tech officer of Oracle, he put $200 million in his 23-acre, 10-building property in Woodside, inspired by Japanese imperial design, according to Forbes. So you got all these richies out there, the richie riches from Silicon Valley. They have this beautiful upscale neighborhood, yet costs big bucks. California has a law. Nope, we need more affordable housing. We got to let some of the peasants in these neighborhoods and the rich people over in Woodside say, oh, we can't, can't do it. Can't let these other peasants in here because of, uh, because of, uh, oh yeah, the mountain lions, the mountain lions. We'll endanger the mountain lions who'll kill you if you walk on a bike path. And this is supposed to pass muster. Now, of course, some of the Democrats who want this low-income housing everywhere are outraged. How dare you keep your exclusive neighborhood to yourself and not share it with the poor and with the homeless and with everyone else like we've ruined San Francisco, like we've ruined Los Angeles and made that such a 
deplorable place that most people want to get the hell out instead of staying, like we've ruined San Francisco, like we're ruining San Jose, like we've ruined Bakersfield, like we're ruining everything we touch. But no, the rich people from Silicon Valley, they want their neighborhood. And damn it, the mountain lions, if that's all we can come up with as a reason to keep our neighborhood, we're going to use those damn mountain lions, okay? Great. Now, as I said, this is liberal hypocrisy. This is not in my backyard. This is another example of do as I say, not as I do. This is another example of the law doesn't apply to rich Democrats. Screw the law. The law is only for the peasant class, not for us, which is what the whole Democrat Party seems all about these days. That's the one side of me that wants to tear this liberal hypocrisy to shreds. However, I have to walk some of it back. Due to what Democrats have done to every single great neighborhood in America, can you blame them? If you want your child to attend a safe school, if you want to live without fear of criminals that have been released from jail thanks to liberal prosecutors preying on you when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the cash machine, if you want to live in a neighborhood that's not going to be filled with trash that you don't have to walk over homeless people or poop to get to your house or go to the store. If you want to live in a nice neighborhood like Woodside, why in the world would you want liberals to destroy your, in this case, their fellow liberals, to destroy their neighborhood like their fellow liberals have destroyed every other decent American neighborhood or they're trying to? Why in the world would you want to have your neighborhood invaded with this multi-unit housing for the poor when Democrats cannot guarantee anybody's safety? When they can't guarantee that if there's some jury verdict that somebody doesn't like out there, the whole neighborhood's going to go up in flames. And then you have mayors saying, oh, just give them room to destroy. Give them some room so they can destroy stuff. Or you'll have another Portland where you have riots that go on for months and months and months. And because of some little group called Antifa, a bunch of little spoiled, rich, middle-class kids running around with masks on their face, no one dares to stop them. Why would you want that in your neighborhood? So... The other side of me that walks back what I just said, hell yeah, the mountain lions. After all, let's use this Endangered Species Act that we came up with for our benefit. We never cared about them damn endangered species anyway. That's just to keep the environmentalist wacko money rolling in. Why not use the mountain lions? And after, if the mountain lions don't work, we'll find a pitted plover. Or we'll find some kind of dark snail that nobody's seen before. Or we'll come up with a worm or a piece of bacteria that is endangered. And we'll say, you can't build housing there because we've got some bacteria that nobody is going to... We can't make the bacteria extinct. We can't make the pitted plover or the bungee-haired worm. We can't allow them to become extinct. 
So, yeah, this whole thing is wrapped up in liberalism on both sides. It's California. What do you expect? Next story. I told you I may gonna I may run my mouth today. I've just about had it, folks. If you can't tell, it's up to here. Up to here. Here's the next headline. Figure this one out. Why is he hot? Why is he ain't? Navy chaplain among sailors denied religious exemptions exemptions to COVID-19 vaccine mandate. It's a kick in the gut. This is Joe Biden running as commander in chief. Joe Biden is kicking Americans out of the service because they won't follow his vaccine mandate. And by the way, if you get vaccinated up the yin-yang and up the wazoo and up the gonads, there's still not any proof that you're not going to get COVID. And they're not telling us the full numbers on that because they can't. Joe Biden's administration hasn't been keeping track of all the data. So this is all a bunch of baloney based on pseudoscience that they're shoving down America's throats. A chaplain in the United States Navy Reserve said Wednesday the military is being used by the Biden administration as a nice little test group that can't say no after he, a Navy chaplain, was denied a religious exemption to the COVID-19 vaccination. Look at what this political, these political hacks have done with vaccination. If you don't get vaxxed, they'll throw you off the transplant list. If you don't get vaxxed, they'll throw you out of the military. If you don't get vaxxed, there's some legislator in Virginia who wants to charge parents with trespassing if their kids come to school without wearing a mask or, I assume, without being vaxxed. These people are nuts, and they're in charge. And I'm telling you, Americans are fed up. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, back in a minute. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. Remember, the Cats Roundtable comes up after this show. Please, by all means, keep it right here on WABC Talk Radio 77 all day long, all night long. The weekends, I'm here on Saturday morning. Saturday, we have Music Radio WABC. You'll want to keep it here for that. And we have so many podcasts and so much other stuff coming from all of those here at WABC, the informative, and we are just growing by leaps and bounds, folks. Keep it right, keep it right here. WABC Talk Radio 77. I'm not done yet. I am going to dare now take on an emeritus professor at Duke Law School. His name is Walter Dellinger. In today's New York Times, he was, and this man, this is, allegedly a really smart man. He served as the head of Office of Legal Counsel and as acting Solicitor General 
of the United States under President Bill Clinton. He has an article today in the New York Times that I really want to take issue with. The article says, yes, the Supreme Court should look like the country. And he says, opens it, Biden's going to soon announce a black woman. Notes that conservative commentators have criticized this plan, calling it unprecedented, unnecessary. Elevates skin color over qualifications. Some senators, including Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, called Biden's plan offensive, said it's an insult to black women. Mr. Dellinger says, there's a long and important tradition of presidents taking into consideration the demographic characteristics of of prospective justices, including their geographic background, religion, race, sex, to ensure the Supreme Court is and remains a representative institution in touch with the varied facets of American life. More fundamentally, he says, our history shows that the process of reaching out to expand the personal backgrounds of the justices has often produced stellar jurists who have made historic contributions to the court and to our judicial system. By example, he points to President Reagan's appointment of Sandra Day O'Connor. And he similarly says Biden is just doing pretty much what Reagan did. And and for those, Reagan did it too. He said it is that Reagan was right to commit to naming a woman. Paying attention to demographics can strengthen, not weaken the judiciary. Okay, I am sick of this phrase. I'm sick to death of this phrase. Something should look like the country. Can we actually take this literally for a moment? These liberals keep insisting on us that no matter what identity, the color of your skin or your ethnic background should have more importance than your actual qualifications. And this is yet another example. So I want to ask this incredibly smart and accomplished man, Mr. Dellinger, where do we stop with this business of the Supreme Court should look like the country. Let me begin with this. Mr. Dellinger, we have anywhere from 20 to maybe even 30 million illegal immigrants living in America. If the Supreme Court should look like the country, is it time that Joe Biden nominate an illegal immigrant to sit on the Supreme Court so that those so that we can expand the view of the justices on the Supreme Court, so that they can give credence and testimony and bring their life experience to the court of what it's like to live in the shadows, so that they can give voice to the hopeless, to the 20 to 30 million illegal immigrants living here. Don't illegal immigrants deserve a place on the Supreme Court? What about the Asians? When are we going to expand the court and have a pick that's an Asian. We have had Asians in America. Look, we all know the stories of how Asian Americans came here, helped build the railroads to much prejudice. Where are the Asians on the Supreme Court? If we want a Supreme Court that looks like America, we are way past overdue to have Asian representation on the Supreme Court. I'm not done yet. 
there's one group of citizens, Mr. Dellinger, that you seem to have, another group that you seem to have left out. Maybe it's because you have some kind of institutional bias against them. I don't know. The American Indian. The Native Americans. The indigenous peoples. Mr. Dellinger, how can we in America have a Supreme Court that looks like America if we don't have a Native American on the court, preferably a Native American who will look and look at all the litter in the country and look at all the pollution in the country and have a tear drop from his eye or her eye while they're on the high court of the land. I don't hear you, Mr. Gellinger, demanding that Joe Biden, that Joe Biden appoint a Native American. If we're going to have a Supreme Court that looks like America, we need to appoint a felon to the Supreme Court. After all, like many of the district attorneys in our country are constantly telling us and promoting, felons are people too. Convicted felons deserve a chance. In fact, I would tell you, how can we have members of the Supreme Court ruling on those people who are fighting for their lives on death row unless we also have a member of the court who understands that experience. If we want a court that looks like America, we need to go to death row and have the president of the United States, Joe Biden, nominate for the Supreme Court of the United States someone on death row so that we have a court that looks like the nation, so that we can bring the personal experiences to the court of someone who has been incarcerated, who is facing death, and whose only option is to turn to the Supreme Court of the United States for a reprieve. If we are going to be fair, and if we are going to have a court that looks like America, we need a convicted felon, preferably a death row inmate, on the Supreme Court, passing judgment over his fellow death row inmates and everybody else. The answer to all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is that we do not need a Supreme Court that looks like America. This whole premise of something looking like America is bogus. Not one of us can stand up and describe what America truly looks like without overlooking somebody, without overlooking some group. America is too vast a nation, too welcoming a nation. We have opened up the arms of this country to the world. We have people here from every walk of life on the face of the earth. We will never have a court that is representative of what America looks like. And that shouldn't be the objective. It wasn't the objective of our founders. The court is supposed to be about what the Constitution looks like. 
What is the Constitution? And is this case before us a matter that deserves to be heard on the merit of the Constitution? And if so, what is the right constitutional approach to solve the problem of this individual case? That is what the Supreme Court was designed to do in this country. And everything else that liberals claim it is supposed to do is just straight up bullshit stuff. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly, back. We'll take some calls after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly, on 77 WABC. Dominic, for that uh, Black History Month thing, you just triggered me, Dominic. I met James Ball when I was a young man in my early 20s. Me and my friend, Kevin, we were hanging out in the village. And we, we saw him, we recognized him, we went over to talk to him. He ended up trying to pick us up. Oops. Yeah, anyway, but he was, he was a nice guy. Anyway, I know I said phones. We're coming to phones. We're going to do rapid phones in a moment. I have one other story I want to get to, and that is a shout-out to Senate Minority Leader, the turtle, Mitch McConnell. As President Joe, this story is from BizPack Review today, folks. As President Joe Biden is set to deliberate on which woman of color... He should nominate to the Supreme Court. He was asked, reporters, of course, liberal, how many black women do you have on your staff? And how are they helping to inform you of the subject? The question came from Pablo Manriquez of Latino Rebels. And Mitch McConnell, the turtle, gave the best answer. Actually, I haven't checked. We don't have a racial quota in my office, but I have a number of African-American employees. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. Number one, brilliant, Mitch. Black people are not your commodities, Mr. Man. They are not your little products that you, how many? We count them. How many blacks do you have that? We count them and we keep track of how many niggers we hire. No, it don't work like that, sir. They're human beings. And Mitch McConnell has hired human beings. I don't know. I don't keep track of the number. They're human beings, just like you are, you idiot reporter. And by the way, I'm going to add this for you, Mitch, because you didn't have time to say it. I don't need to be informed by my staff. I am the damn senator, not my staff. So take your little racist bait, your little race bait question, and shove it up your rear end. Now we can go to phones. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. Where do we start, Rich? I had to take a deep breath there for both of us, James. (laughs) Let us begin out on the island and say hi to Diane. Welcome, Diane, WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden with you. What's on your mind this afternoon? Oh, my, good- oh my goodness, both. Thank you so much for taking my call. You are the bomb. I listen to you every day. Um, I'm a military mom. My very young son has recently been deployed to the sandbox. I can't really reveal the country, mm-hmm. but I feel that these soldiers do not get the recognition that they deserve as they keep our country safe. And it is so damn hard for us mamas. 
Well, number one, thank you for being the mother of a member of our military because you are in service to this country, too, along with your son. And your worries, your thoughts, your prayers are with your son every day as are ours. And we love the fact that your son and others are willing to put their lives on the line to protect this country. Now, it is sad that your son and others are part of the pawn game that Joe Biden plays with our military. If they're not vaxxed, he discards them like they're rubbish. If he wants to play games with Russia, he'll threaten using them. You know, it is sickening to see what this administration is doing to men and women who have volunteered to serve this nation and how he plays political games with them. But, but that said, we so appreciate the service that your son and members of the military provide in protecting all of us and protecting this great nation. And, Diane, I thank you for the call and thank you for listening. Where do we go next, Rich? We will head to North Brunswick, New Jersey, and speak with Tony. Hello, Tony. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden with you. James, I just want to say that this, uh, these corporations have way too much power, and they're doing the greatest Houdini act ever. This didn't just happen yesterday. This has been going on for like 30 years. They've been building their power. They have more power than some nations. They're taking all of our freedoms and stuff away. That's happening right before our very eyes right now because we've allowed these elected officials, these corrupt elected officials, to sit and with one hand talk about peace and the other hand hold the gun in their other hand and fake us out and bamboozle us. Tony, Tony, I thank you for the call, and I'm going to just cut you short here because I want to get to other people, not because I don't like what you're saying, and thank you. Let me just say that I have a very opposed, a different point of view, a contrasting point of view to yours. Corporations have the amount of power that our feckless politicians are allowed to give them. In any other country in the world, as with Europe, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and, the, and, the, and, and, and these other twit companies wouldn't be allowed to exercise the kind of power that they're exercising here because those nations put a rein on it here. It is not the corporations that have too much power. It is our politicians in America that have too much power, and they are too feckless to act on behalf of the American people when it comes to these corporations. Thank you for the call. Where do we go next? Let's say hi to Christine in upstate New York. Christine, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Yes, hi, James. Um, what do you think about Snoop Dogg doing the halftime entertainment? The NFL is a toilet. And so it doesn't, if, if you have a toilet, is it any surprise what's in the toilet? That's what I think about it. Thank you for the call so much, Christine. Where do we go next? We will go out to Staten Island now and say hi to Gail. Welcome, Gail. WABC Talk Radio 77. What's on your mind this afternoon? Well, you're on fire. Listen, uh, James, good afternoon. Biden and his generals a little while ago were worried about white rage. So then they screwed up the uh, leaving of Afghanistan. And now he's uh, telling people they can't have um, uh, religious exemption for the the uh, vaccinations that John Hopkins just came out with a study and now we're going to Crimea. Who's going to be left to fight? All these armed service people that volunteer their time and their lives. What is going on? You're exactly well, right. He's playing well, the game. Well, the number of people in the military, to be accurate, that have, did not, that have said they're not going to take the vaccinations are a very small minority. So our fighting forces are still strong in number. 
that does not discount the fact that none of these service people should have had to face this, especially since there's a court that ruled that at least in terms of the Navy, and this should expand to the other services, that this vaccine mandate in the military is unconstitutional. This case needs to be heard by the Supreme Court, and it needs to be over. This mandate needs to be overturned. It is unconstitutional. Joe Biden is effectively the worst commander-in-chief that the United States military has had since Jimmy Carter, and that's saying a lot. Where do we go next? We will go out to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and speak with Janet. Janet, welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. Thank you, James. I want to tell you your book is great. Thank you. And um, it was a great read. So everybody should get your book. Rush on the Radio is the name of the book. Let me just interrupt. Rush on the Radio, and it is still in all of the bookstores and on Amazon. Thank you for saying that, Janet. I appreciate it. Next. Okay, okay, next. Um, I signed up for your email blast, and I happily found your podcast there because I can't listen to your radio program every day, and I suppose a lot of other people can't. But they can sign up for your email blast and then get the the, um, podcast there. So now I can listen to you every day, even if it isn't live. So Janet, so you were, you, you warm my heart. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for calling us. And, yes, everybody can sign up for the email blast, jamesgolden.com or boastnerdly.com. We blast twice today, email stories. We email news items you might be interested in, and, and you can subscribe or not subscribe. But jamesgolden.com or boastnerdly.com. Thank you, Janet. Where do we go next, Rich? We will head out to Victor in East Brunswick. Victor, welcome. WABC, James Golden. Thank you, sir. Your commentary, your open commentary, really inspired me to call you. I must say, bravo. And a copy of your commentary today should be sent to President Clinton. Uh, I'm sure uh, he's a busy man, but at some time he should listen to uh, a transcript or a recording of your commentary. And concerning Uncle Joe, everything he does or doesn't do is designed to ruin this country the military, and so forth. I think personally he's in bed with the communist Chinese, the Russians, and so forth. This man's a disgrace to this country. I know a lot about him. And uh, bravo again to you and your staff and uh, the owner of ABC. And and frankly, to frame the liberals, one famous commentator framed them beautifully, and he said, liberalism is a mental disorder, quote-unquote. And that would be... That would be the king and emperor. Long may he live in God's comfort, Rush Limbaugh. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. I am, uh, yes, a little bit hot under the collar today at some of the things that I've read. I've still got a stack of news stories that I haven't even been able to get to today. I'm going to try to go through some of them tomorrow. Tomorrow, of course, we will have with us the princess of policy, the most informed woman in America who happens when we are so grateful, spend time with us on Fridays and Saturdays. That would be Princess Di. She'll be with us tomorrow. She'll be with us for our Saturday morning show. Now, for those of you that didn't get through today, Greg, I'd love to hear from you. You have some song suggestions. John, who should be able to use the N-word? I Please call back because these are things. South Jersey, Bob, Carol, Joe, everybody else. Please, out of time for today. Thank you for holding. Sorry I couldn't get to you. We'll get to more calls tomorrow. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for bearing with me today as I kind of unloaded a lot of frustration that has been growing looking at the news of the day. 
We live in the best city in America that liberals are trying to ruin every single second of their lives, and we cannot let it happen. This city is too great to be defeated by liberals. America is too great a country to let liberals ruin it. We have to win this fight with liberalism. God bless you. God bless and protect you and your families. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdling. 